Welcome to episode 38 of the Movie City Maniacs. In tonight's episode, we'll be talking about 1980s Brave New World. And remember, a Movie City Maniacs podcast today keeps the gym jams away. Conception Dell on your Methusian belt. I'm always doing that. Sometimes I wish I'd been incubated as a neutered free martin. Just think, they can engage all they like without having to fuss about computerception. Here, let me help you. You don't want to get, you know, pregnant. No! Welcome, everyone, to episode 38 of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, we are here to talk about Brave New World from 1980, the classic... Well, I think it should be a classic. Oh, this, I'm surprised <laughs> this hasn't made a Blu-ray or a DVD. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. As far as I know, around the world, there hasn't even been a DVD release, which is a real shame. I guess it's a TV film. I find TV films tend to get kind of lost in the mix. For some reason, they don't sell, even though I think you know 70s and 80s TV films were... Oh, amazing, right? Some amazing stuff out there. Uh, actually, Anthony, our good friend Anthony, has TV Terror, which just focuses on those movies. kind of uh, movies. And, and I guess like Halloween episodes. There's so many, so many good stuff. October, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're continuing our uh, dystopian totalitarian episodes, uh, and th- this one is surprisingly a lot of fun. This movie I had such a blast with, and it's three hours long, so that really frightened me, Yeah, but it moved along at such a rapid pace, and I was never bored at all. Yeah, I, it kind of frightened me too, and I remember like you just you were going through a movie you just recently mm-hmm. finished. And I remember like saying, like, oh man, how do I got to tell this guy? Not only is it going to be like this cheesy '70s TV film, but it's going to be three hours long. And thankfully, somehow you fit it in your mix. But uh, I, I kind of want to watch it again. Like I yeah. kind of want to watch like the '90s version. Like I don't read the book. Yeah, yeah, me, me as well. Actually, I, I definitely want to check out the '80s version. But yeah, it, we'll get more into it. But yes. it, it's kind of a nice because the last film, Fahrenheit 451. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed. It had some really interesting ideas. A bit of a snooze, but fest. it was. It's, yeah, it was definitely like a dry picture that was really serious. <laughs> it was the book of movies. <laughs> Whereas this film, it's three hours long, but it doesn't necessarily feel it. Like it moves at a good pace. Yeah. And like it's just got so much quotable dialogue that I, I can't believe people have not been using these quotes it is throughout their life. Like from now on, I'm no longer having sex in life. I'm engaging, engaging, <laughs> and many times, and I kind of want many people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Becky. Yeah, one is okay, two is divine. (laughs) 
Oh man, yeah, we'll we'll get into this in in, in a little bit. Uh, yeah, if, if you haven't seen this film, which apparently a lot of people are probably having, you can only find it really on YouTube. Yeah, that's and it. Legs. I kind of wish it was better quality. Yeah, watching it, it was pretty rough. Hopefully, like, you know, through. this is kind of hot right now. The mm-hmm. this dystopian because we're kind of living a lot yeah. of this stuff. Dude, it is crazy how like uh, on point this is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully, I, I heard mm-hmm. there, we'll talk about it again, but there's possibility of a remake that, you know, maybe that will encourage them to throw this yeah. out on Blu-ray. I mean, that we got Fahrenheit 451 on Blu-ray probably because that new movie was being released. So hopefully we'll get uh, the coming same out on with HBO this. soon, isn't it? I think it just came out. Reviews are not promising, It doesn't look very which good, is, actually. Like, it's got Michael B. Jordan and yeah. Michael Shannon. How do you fuck that up? Yeah. Well, it might just be like a pretty droll movie. Yeah. Goodness, I, I don't, I don't know. But um, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it uh, before. Before we dive into the Brave New World, though, um, anything exciting in your life? Anything you want to talk about? I, I don't. I watched our Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of my favorite movies of all time. I realized something the other day that um, I couldn't quite put my finger on why I liked the movie so much, and I know why it is now. There is a Nazi monkey that actually does a Zig Hale salute. When's the last time you've seen this movie? <laughs> Uh, not the long ago, actually. Like, do you uh, remember this year, part at all? Year or two ago? I totally blocked this part I out of my mind. I definitely remember the monkey. I don't know if I remember giving this. It actually but... does a Zig Hale. Like, so does a... I'm like, okay, this is the kind of movie. I was thinking about this. I would watch The Runaway Bride if I knew there was a monkey that <laughs> like, did the Nazi salute, right? Uh, fair enough. Well, kind of cool. We're actually going to be heading to Niagara Falls Comic Con next. Oh, I was about week. to say we're about to head to Germany. Like, oh, oh no. No, 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 listen, listen. I think monkeys doing it is funny. People doing it is not so. <laughs> no, no. But uh, we may we may possibly throw out a bonus episode. We'll see. We'll do some recordings, and if there's any material worth that we think you Pop guys might in. enjoy, we'll throw it out. But if not, uh, I just wanted to mention it because the the golden. Um, Tiki, uh, Tiki statue. Is statue from the movie, the prop from the movie is going to be at the Comic-Con. It's going to cost you 50 display, bucks so. to look at it, though, which is the well, issue. <laughs> I was talking about this with their friend and like, how cool would it be? Like, steal it, man. <laughs> and then have like one of your buddies like filming it oh, as you're getting chased by the amazing. security guards. And then like, you know, maybe put up on the internet and you could cover up the security guards with a CGI ball. Oh, that would be amazing. Like the uh, sentence you'd get or the charge for a theft not, over not bad, right? like, theft over a thousand, you'd, you'd probably make more off yeah. it from YouTube. Two pits. <laughs> That's actually kind of amazing. But yeah, and if you get away with it, you get away with it too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just throwing it out there. You know, maybe next time you see yeah. us, it will be on a wanted poster. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Go on with Indiana Jones. That's all I got. Like uh, the, the movie's fucking amazing, right? Like <laughs> I, like I, I, I just want to talk your about review the... of Indiana Jones and Raise the Lost Ark. One of the classic oh, blockbusters of our time Nazi. is there's a, a, a monkey throw, that throw gives the, uh, the, uh, the Nazi salute. salute. Uh, what are you going to give Indiana Jones? Dude, I got to give it nine point five. Like wow. that movie, uh, there's I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Whatsoever. What's uh, is that your favorite of the series? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Okay, for for me, it's uh, I'm I'm Last Crusade. Are you? Yeah. I wonder if anybody likes Temple of Doom. When I was younger, that was my I favorite. I think people do. Uh, yeah, I don't know too many people that. But it has favorite, changed but, over the years. Yeah. It's it's kind of goofy and it's mm-hmm. a bit racist and yeah. There's there's some cool stuff. I kind of like it, like ripping out people's hearts and like yeah. them eating like snakes and shit, like cutting open the giant snake and a bunch yeah. of other snakes fall out. I, I'm that weird guy where those 80s movies like Star Wars my favorite Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi which is blasphemous to a lot of people Um, and I'm sure Last Crusade is blasphemous to a lot of people too but I I don't know I I just have a lot of fun Crusade's good right? I just love the whole the Knights Templar him and his dad Sean Connery yeah the the interplay between them and just at the end uh, the trials they have to go through the tests to to get the cup and I don't know there's some reason that that whole Fountain of Youth and Holy Grail Holy Grail all that stuff's always interesting I love the Knights Templar I I kind of want to see a cool story about them guys yeah 
Um, cool. Well, I talked about uh, last week I was watching those heist films and I said I had one more to talk about. So uh, I'm going to throw that up now. I watched uh, Hard Rain from 1998. Is that you... uh, Michael Douglas? Uh, no, it's uh, Christian Slater in his prime. Uh, Morgan Freeman is actually like Morgan the villain. Freeman. Oh, that's right. In this kind of the anti-villain yeah. uh, many drivers the love interest and then uh, randy quaid is the cop of the oh, town that's amazing that's one like uh it's raining in uh, new orleans or something like that yeah it's well it's like a mix of a heist yeah. film and a disaster film i think it was originally called the flood but they wanted to make sure that people knew there was also a heist going yeah. on but um have you seen this lately or I, I, I haven't seen it i've had it on dvd for years and i've never actually watched it you should throw it in i, I remember it um it? i remember i was a, a christian slater fan i'm not yeah. embarrassed to admit it back then you know coming off of robin Hood, prince of thieves yeah. interview with the vampire pump and, up the jams exactly pump, he, the volume. He pump up the volume yet and uh was he gleaming the cube as well oh i don't even know the skateboarding flick that sounds like a uh porn no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be, it's a good skateboarding flick I, I think he's in it but i could be wrong but no yeah he was in his prime around this time and uh headlining films broken arrow was another yeah, one he yeah. did the john woo uh but yeah i remember seeing this and being really excited i think it, it came out also i could be wrong but around the time when you're getting like those big disaster flicks like the michael bay boys and well, like kind the, of like uh, deep impact where oh, you're getting okay, huge yeah, waves yeah, yeah, yeah. so i remember when thing. i saw this it's like what the hell where's that big wave i yeah. want all this destruction i remember being disappointed with it but i i decided to throw it in now and i had a fucking blast with this was it awesome it's really cool like you're getting this awesome disaster flick but then you're also getting this awesome a like a heist flick that actually works pretty good yes you know you're not getting like big waves destroying villages and all this stuff but like what you are getting is a town that it has just this really cool setting where it's a town that is completely flooded so like there's chases like uh chases on boats and skidoos through the water you know they're going into like a, a deserted school that is like buried in water and there's a chase scene oh, down the halls of awesome. a schoolway and that's cool underground uh, underwater scenes so and- um they did a movie like this it was like a bad lieutenant like a uh, new orleans or something like that like with the Nicolas Cage and it takes place during Katrina oh yeah I don't know I didn't know that I'm curious if it's uh I, I could be wrong. I, I think that's more of, like, I don't think that's as action-packed as yeah. this, but I could be wrong. Um, I, I don't know much about that one, but... Um, so is Morgan Freeman the bad dude, or is he, like, the good guy? Mor- yeah, Morgan Freeman is the villain in it, um, okay. which, until, like, a week ago, I would have said, ah, oh, it was so weird seeing him as yeah. a villain, because he's, like, <laughs> the nice guy, that that nice, perfect, you yeah. know, sensual voice. Uh, you know, he's the guy that you'd want to, like, read you a book to before bed, but... Uh, apparently he's been a little touchy feely, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he he's good in this. Uh, it's a nice surprise seeing him playing against character. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Christian Slater is is great. It is you know he's a good lead. You got. I like um, Mini Driver a lot too. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. Mini Driver's fine. Uh, I forgot also. Be- uh, Betty Davis is in there. Get out of here. Um, she's like the crazy old woman. She sets all these traps in her house because she's like, last time there was a fud, and you know, the, we came back and everything was stolen or broken. <laughs> so it's like Home Alone. <laughs> she's kind of playing her like her crazy character, yeah. and like that she played in like Plas. I guess that yeah. was her time where she was a crazy old woman. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, there, it's fun. There's a lot of like double crosses and surprises Cross. and stuff throughout. And uh, yeah, just like the whole setting and everything just really worked for me. Uh, I was reading up on it because, uh, again, I really did dig it. And uh, I guess John Woo almost directed this, but then oh, yeah? he decided to do Face Off instead. Uh, it would have been interesting seeing his take yeah. on this because 
I, again, I think it was all cool, but I think the action scenes could have been spiced up a little bit. Like, I think it works just because the setting and everything is yeah. so cool. But if you had a really good action director, I think it would have been even better. But the the other thing is, this film was like a, a big bomb. I think it had a seventy million dollar budget. And it made like twenty million. Oh, that's crazy! Um, I think it opened up in fifth, which is not oh. a good sign. But uh, I, I guess I was also reading that it, it found a life on home video and actually that, ended up making most of its money back. A lot of places like in the UK, yeah. um, it never even had a theatrical release because it bombed so oh, bad. Went to like a home video. Yeah, and I think they like renamed it The Flood or something. But it, yeah, it, it did big in uh, UK and all these places when it went straight to video. So, oh, cool. Anyways, I'm going to give it uh, a 7 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I, I just... But I, I got to check it out, of, right? I, I would definitely throw yeah. it in. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, what was the Michael Douglas one? Black Rain? Black Rain. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. That's uh, really yeah. Scott. That's uh, like Fish Out of Water or yeah. Sam in Japan or something, I believe. Fighting, you know, the Yakuza, Yakuza or whatever. Mafia? And it's black leather and motorcycles. That and, sounds badass, right? Yeah, I'm getting turned on right now. <laughs> Take a Soma. Calm down, <laughs> all right, buddy? Don't engage your pants. <laughs> and then keeping with the uh, the heist theme, but maybe not quite a heist film, I watched uh, The Deep from 1977. Have you seen this Deep. one? No. Uh, no relation to Deep Throat. <laughs> it was Deep the, uh, Rising. Uh, deep Impact? Deep Impact. Deep Dicking. No, this is... Are these action movies or are you saying porn? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I could go either way with you. Yeah, mix of both. Yeah. Um, this is based on the Peter Benchley uh, novel, of course, okay. Peter Benchley, who gave Jaws. us Jaws. Directed by Peter Yates, stars Nick Nolte is in there, uh, Jacqueline Bissett, uh, Louis Gossett Jr., young awesome. Louis Gossett Jr., and um, uh, Robert Shaw from Jaws, oh, who's kind of playing you. a rugged oh, character Louis like Gossett himself. Louis Gossett Jr. was in Jaws 3, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, weird. Yes. Um, but I had this is a film like I've heard mixed things. I think like yeah. maybe people went in expecting Jaws. I uh, really really enjoyed this film. Opens up with Jacqueline Bisset in a white t shirt scuba diving. Get out of here! Right away you're like, boobs. Yeah. So that's that's good. No. <laughs> Start playing Find the Zipper. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, why this film I think really works is it has like a lot of great. I mean, I guess it depends if you're into this, but a lot of great like moments where it's just quiet moments in the sea, very like subtle um, water sounds, yeah. occasional score, but like you're just down there with the water as these people are searching for like treasure and stuff. So it's a little bit claustrophobic in a way too, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The underwater scenes are very tense at moments. There's a lot of stuff that goes wrong. Uh, pretty much what it is is that they, at the beginning, uh, Nick Nolte and Jacqueline Bissett, that's his wife or girlfriend, uh, I believe just girlfriend, but they're just underwater and they're at this uh, record zone where like a, a sub has I guess crashed you're not supposed to go there but anyways uh, they, they end up finding the, these little bottle and it turns out there's like this it was morphine and there's tons like hundreds and hundreds of bottles of morphine uh, it was this um, Navy oh, ship did they open up or no it's just still like in bottles. no yeah they're still uh. sealed so they talk to Robert Shaw and they, you know, they know they're going to get this. They can sell for a lot of money. But Louis Gossett Jr. is also like this crime boss and he wants it as well. So he's going to stop them. On top of it, while they're there, they find even more than the morphine. They, they're like, they, they're going to give Gossett Jr. all the morphine because yeah. they also found that there may be treasure oh, uh, buried there. There may be another ship underneath the sub from like the, you know, 1800s oh, or whatever, crazy. early 1900s. Uh, back in the pirate days or whatever. So it's really cool. You're getting this like treasure hunt kind yeah. of film with Gossett Jr. as like this crime lord. I think lord. he'd be an excellent crime boss. You got to, uh, one of my favorite characters from uh, the movie we're going to talk about soon, Brave New World, is uh, Hemholtz. 
uh, he's he's the buddy, the um, oh yeah yeah yeah, the yeah, writer. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah, to yeah, just yeah. be a writer, and oh, he's always saying like right on. Yeah, he breaks away part. from it, but he's he's really cool yeah. in the film. But he's in the deep as like one of uh, Louis Gossett Jr. He's like, oh, this, he's a thug. Yeah, the big thug oh, guy. That's in that, amazing. In the film. Because I was thinking in this movie he could be a boxer, right? He looks like he yeah. should be playing a boxer in this yeah. movie. But uh, Robert Shaw is awesome, pretty much playing kind of a similar character to Jaws. Maybe not quite as like... Curmudgeonly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's more of like a clean, clean cut yeah. version of him, but he's really cool. Uh, but yeah, you have a scene that's like right out of a horror film where Louis Gossett Jr., as they're searching in the boat, his white uh, girlfriend's alone in the hotel, and they send all these like voodoo guys and they like hold her down oh, and they like crazy. cut open a chicken and start like pouring the blood and doing this like oh, thing on her stomach to scare her off. Um, you have, there's another cool scene that's right of a Bond film where um, I think it's Hemholtz actually. Is, is fighting uh, one of the big guys working for Robert Shaw. They're yeah. having this like really cool fist fight, and it literally comes down to like him grabbing a boat propeller and attacking him with it. Oh, that's amazing! Um, so you're getting a lot of cool stuff like that. Uh, there's a tense moment with sharks where they know they're underwater, so they they come with their boat and they drop all this like meat around, so all these sharks are on them, so like they can't get back up, uh, which is really cool. And also, you got to have not only those sharks, but the, the shark in this film, the jaws of this film, is this giant eel that shows up and it has a cool payoff in the end yeah it's just it's really awesome because you're getting these really relaxing just kind of like I I don't know it's just these really cool scenes where it's just them swinging underwater trying to find like discover this treasure but then at the same time or then later on you have these like awesome action scenes or voodoo scenes and that's cool I don't know I had a blast of it there's some yeah there's a lot of like claustrophobic like said underwater cave scenes and stuff and them in the ship and uh, just so many cool things that uh, I had a blast with this film would you give this movie a C plus? (laughs) it's it's (laughs) oh nice uh no, it's between an eight and an eight point five for get me. Out like of here. I really, really dug this film. Like this, right. I could see this sneaking in my top hundred of all time. Get out like, of here! <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited to watch it again. Like it's one of those all films right. I think right. it's like right. two hours long, and I could watch it again. Like it, it's weird it's that, that no good, one eh? else, uh, no one else seems to to dig this film. But yeah, it, I don't know. I guess it depends whether or not those. Slow, like I've seen reviews, and they're like, ah. There's scenes Too where it's slow. just some swimming around doing nothing and there's no music and it's like, that's what I dug about it, man. Yeah. There's a game actually, kind of random, but there's a game I think is for the Wii or something and there was, there was no point of this game. There was no battles. You just swam around with relaxing music and had to collect like fish and chip and <laughs> and shells and stuff and I don't know, for some reason I, was, I thought of that game while watching this movie. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's just so, maybe I was in the right mood and maybe it won't work the same way next time but I don't know, man. It just relaxed me but then you would get these <laughs> cool like action scenes. the beach on May too far you're watching a movie about like yeah, submarine yeah. things but again and the characters like Nick Nolte was awesome and Jacqueline yeah. Bissett's awesome and, and Robert Shaw was like really cool in it was he a curmudgeon crazy Nick Nolte or was he like no nah, uh, he, he's normal in this yeah. this is like young Nick Nolte where he's I do like curmudgeon crazy Nick Nolte though he's got the long luscious blonde yeah. hair and you know he's kind of like he's a, a bit of um beach boy playboy yeah, he's a bit of yeah, a bit of a playboy in this one, a bit of a, a bit of a stud. I could see the women, uh, you know, flocking. flocking to him in this one. But uh, yeah, I totally recommend check this out if you can find it. Uh, oh, amazing! I think I think the Blu-ray they they released on Blu-ray, they, they, then they re-released it, so I think it is out there. And I think if you can find it, you can get it cheap. So I think I paid like ten bucks or something for my copy. Oh, awesome! So I highly recommend anyone that it, not even necessarily if you like Jaws because I think it's a completely different film. But if you're just curious, what else? Peter Benchley, has you know, done. stories gave us. Uh, I think this is a great example of a He likes to see, story. eh? Yeah. Uh, what else see. did you watch? I watched this documentary called Cartel Land. 
I guess oh, it was yeah. executive produced by like Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, I, yeah I've seen stuff it. like that. It is so heartbreaking and jarring, man. It's a, it's the scariest documentary I've seen, man. <laughs> but I was glued to the TV for these two hours. Like it is engaging. They had this one guy, Doctor Morales. Yeah, and he's the guy who's like running the vigilantes. And this guy is so charming. Like I enjoyed seeing him, but I guess they turned out to be. But he's sleazy too. Yeah, That's the thing. Well, like they're all sleazy. Yeah, like, like the rebels that you're supposed to root for. By the end, they're just as bad as the well, criminals well, they're a, trying that's to a stop. Nice Templar situation, yeah. man. Like yeah. uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like that's why I love me. And this one dude who's the American side of things. Like you had no love for this guy whatsoever. He's like, yeah. I got to protect my country, man. Then he had. Oh, he's he, totally redneck American. And his buddies, <laughs> gun, his, his gun. cronies. That was around him were like completely racist too. Like, yeah. well, we can't uh, have two pit balls in one yard, man. You got to keep the whites and the Mexicans separate. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's be honest. That's there's a lot of that in America. That, uh, again, the whole documentary really um, opened my eyes. Like, it is bad. It down made me there. like not want to go to Mexico. Yeah. Like, when you see Sicario, like ah, oh, that's just a movie. And it's like yeah. no, a lot of that shit's pretty much happy. <laughs> the crazy thing about that documentary, I think, did I, I, I either covered it on this movie Cinemax or it might have been on our, our previous one because I, I watched it to uh, when I was putting together my best of the year yeah. whenever it came out. When did it come out? Was it? I guess it two been years like, ago. Uh, yeah, two thousand sixteen. Um. Yeah, the, the thing that shocked me most about that film was just like they, whoever the camera guy is, they're crazy. Like they're in it the car is, during a shootout, and you see bullets insane. like literally flying by them. It's like I don't care, man. I would not be risking no, my life no, for a documentary. No, no, no. Like they are right in the center of the action. There's that scene where they pull over the people, and then they say, "Okay, take them out back and kill them." And then the camera shuts off. Like you know, those people are gonna die. Oh, that's <laughs> insane, right? Even like uh, the uh, doctor guys like said, "Like listen." We gave him to the cops. He's going to be out in two days. Yeah. You found him, right? You know what to do. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, it, it is insane. Like, and, and you don't, you, I don't know if you see the torture, but you hear about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're in like that, like bunker. And like, I do love the scene though where that they hit the guy as he cheats on his wife. And they have, <laughs> I think, I don't know if they show it. You just hear audio, I think, outside yeah, his window. Just kiss the tip, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just kiss the tip as he fucking, that, that's the sleazy guy that you love, right? Yeah. Isn't that him? I fucking, enjoyed that. He was the most charming guy, right? Because he was a doctor. He was kind of like trying to do good for his community, but yeah. hey, he liked the women, right? Like, in, in the whole grand scheme of like bad things you could be doing, cheating on your wife is not like a, murdering yeah. people and cutting off their yeah. heads right there was so many decapitations in this yeah, it's, and it's hard to and they uh, show the, they, they don't show them but they show like stills the and stuff the aftermath of, of people hung and like yeah. the one guy's like yeah these this would happen to my neighbors who didn't pay off the drug yeah. dealers and he shows a still a picture and it's like the, the family hung or something it's like crazy. it was fucked up and the, the other thing oh they talk about how they like went long necks and shit like yeah that. but they talk about how like um, the one guy didn't pay so they went and slaughtered all the not only him but not the farmers were <laughs> for him including like kids and women and they showed like burying these kids and it's like that is babies yeah it's like the most disturbing documentary I've ever seen I mean obviously I I mean I admit I haven't seen a lot of you, I've watched like documentaries on like films that yeah, gone exactly, gone bad. Exactly. That's more of my style. But this one, yeah, like, was like, it, it was. I was glued to the TV again. They 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 played it almost like an action movie. But like when you're actually uh, take a second to think about what you're watching, this is yeah. hell. It's hell one of those like documentaries man. where it's an amazing, well made documentary. But I don't ever need to probably I don't see it think again. I like, could watch it again. Um, yeah. yeah. What, would you, what are you going to give Cartel? Dude, I, I got to give it like seven point five. Like it was such a yeah. well made documentary, but yeah. the subject matter was so it's, it's tense. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's some. It's probably what I gave it. I think around yeah. then. It was a while ago though. But uh, I watched um, uh, again, kind of continuing with the theme from last week. We we talked about Infinity War. And uh, the one Marvel film I had not seen, I, I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, and 
Marvel, I don't know why, but they for some reason thought it'd be a good idea to release it like a week after Infinity War. And that's Black Panther finally oh, hit dude. Blu-ray, so I was able to see it. What'd you think? Marvel you, has won you, me back. Right? It's one of the, I, uh, it should, I loved it. It, yeah. it shouldn't have worked, but it did. It was good. Well, I don't know if it shouldn't have worked. I mean, I guess Black Panther wasn't the most interesting character in Civil War. Yeah. And I still don't know if he is the most interesting character. No. But everything else, like, I love the... I thought the... Like, right from the beginning, it shows, like, this is a different film culturally. Like, it opens up and, like, kind of like a rundown kind of... Uh, is it supposed to be the um, uh, the projects? Or where is it supposed to I be? I guess it's supposed to be, yeah, like, of, like, uh, New York? Is it I, New York City? New York. It was... Either, either way, whatever. It's yeah. like it's a different, and you have like these. They, they set up, yeah. these guys are in like you know gang wars yeah. and with the weapons and whatnot. But right away it sets up, and then from there we go to like Wakanda, that is like just this beautiful setting. I Do love how like the introduction to Wakanda and like oh. this is what happened was so well made. Yeah, right? I love how like it, you know they got the the invisible shield where it looks like it's like yeah. a bunch of tribal people living yeah. in huts and stuff, and then you go through and it's the most it's way more technologically advanced than anything. On I guess Earth. it is kind of like the Wonder Woman thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But I thought I thought it was fantastic. It was just nice to have this like setting that was so different, this African setting. Yeah. The differences in like all the uh, tribes and whatnot. Tribes. And just like the different like uh, traditions and stuff they have, like how they pick their king by like fighting in like a mud yeah, pit. Like, that I think was that was cool. Kind of dope. Even visually, all the different yeah. stuff was really cool. I love the technology they had, all yeah. the different gadgets and stuff. It was kind of like an advanced bond yeah. at, at parts. It was what, just nothing we had, we've seen before. And it what, didn't feel you like. What um, sister? Did she kind of annoy you a little bit? No, see, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, there was definitely humor in this yeah. film, but unlike, and again, I think the same thing with Infinity War. I'm fine. Like, I'm not anti-humor in these comic book films. Yeah. I'm anti-humor where it feels forced and it feels like they have yeah. to get a joke every five minutes. Like, you know, unnecessary stuff that was in like Thor: The Dark World or yeah. Iron Man Three or whatever. I'm fine with jokes here and there, and I think this film, like, they it never felt forced. Like her giving the finger to her brother. I'm fine with that because yeah. it makes sense. Like, I never I thought she was that bad. I thought actually. Actually, most of the women in this were pretty kick-ass. Like oh, that, yeah. that general girl it was amazing, right? Who, who that, apparently had someone said that's the woman from Walking Dead, which I never even realized. Oh, it. really? Neither yeah, that's actually. the main. Um, uh, Michelle, not yeah, Michelle. M- m- something like that. Mich- yeah. Anyways, yeah, like I, I thought she was incredible in this. She, I, like I was saying, Black Panther's not even that. I think she's like was cooler yeah. than he was. Um, but she was when awesome. When they left Wakanda, I thought it kind of got boring. And they went to Singapore or something like that. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I, see, I like that aspect. I guess I'm a, I'm a big fan of yeah. Bond films. But to me, that felt mm-hmm. like a scene right out of a Bond film where they're going undercover into the club. Uh, and then you got, uh, what, what's the actor's name that does Gollum and everything? Uh, Andy Stakas. Sadarki, uh, yeah. Anyways, he, he was fun as like this yeah, over yeah, the yeah. top villain. I enjoyed his over the top villain, but I enjoyed um, uh, who's that? Michael B. Jordan. And yeah, we, yeah, Michael B. Jordan I was, he was awesome. A really good villain. Well, what's really cool is that again, like why Infinity War worked so well, and why Marvel is winning me back is another problem I've always had with their films is the villains are so forgettable, so useless, yeah. so cheesy, just so bland. And this is like this is a villain that. You actually understand his motivations, why he's doing yeah. what he's doing, and makes sense. And like, he's almost this gray area. It's like some of the things he's he's saying is he's it's correct true, on, right? and you, it's like he's a very sympathetic villain. I mean, yes, he's not going about it the right yeah. way, but he's not like, oh, I'm trying to take over the world. You understand his motivations, yeah. which is really like villains to me should be just as important as the heroes. Oh, if you don't sure. have an interesting villain, then and like you know like, you don't care. Not a likable villain per se, but like someone who has the right. Um, motivation behind it like yeah, they're yeah. trying to do good they're trying yeah. for do they have a um a goal in mind it's for the betterment of humanity yeah yeah 
so, I mean, some of the CG was a yeah. little iffy, but I've heard like people just losing their shit on how bad it is. I, I don't know. Maybe That's, I was just into the film. I yeah. didn't notice it. Uh, and then the fight scenes were cool, but I guess they could have been better. Like if you had a really good action director yeah. in there, maybe. But uh, other I, than I that, didn't mind it. no. Like again, these I'm just trying to think of complaints yeah. I had with it. But other than that, I, I really did enjoy this like yeah. it, it's probably I, one of I my like favorite marvel films too how they had like the the eight guys that come oh in yeah yeah the, just all that i think yeah. was just it was just so different like yeah. it's something we haven't really seen mm-hmm. on camera before and and i, I don't know I, I dug it um yeah i'm gonna give this one uh seven and a half out of I ten i gave that a two yeah but wow. yeah i don't know man i'm really uh marvel's with this and you think about Ant-Man? you're gonna go check out uh, ant-man or what the trailer looks fun but yeah. i don't know i have a feeling that's just gonna be the, a silly a another filler. silly filler yeah. film like I've always like my favorite Marvel films are probably Infinity War, Black Panther, and probably my favorite would be the um, Winter, uh, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. And again, what all those three have in common is they're three serious stories, yeah. cool villains, yeah. and actually real stakes. I mean, it there, there's times where you're like, yeah, how is he going to somehow win this? Yeah. You know, whereas you know, you watch some of those other films and you never feel like you there's know anything at stake. Exactly, you never feel like the hero has any th- real threat to him. So, yeah, I really dug this. Uh, one other one I just wanted to quickly talk about before we dive into the brave. You didn't go see Solo, did you? No. Uh. Apparently, no one else did either. Oh, get out of here! Really? Yeah, it bombed. Uh, yeah. I, I, bomb's a harsh word, but it, it definitely like they were. It didn't meet expectations. I think they were predicting it 130 to 40 million, which they usually try to predict lower. Yeah. So then it, when it comes out more, they look good, and it made like 80. Oh, really? Or something? So not good for a Star Wars film. It, no. There's I a good chance it may lose the money or just break are, even. I think it's probably just getting sick of Star Wars. Like, well, I, I think there's various things. I think there's a lot of backlash against a lot of the last film. A lot of people hated Last oh, Jedi. Yeah. You're right. I think it is like, you know, it's no longer an event. It's like we just had a film five months ago. Yeah. And I think, too, like, was anyone begging to have a teenage Han Solo film? Yeah. Like, you know, we know that him and Chewbacca are fine. Do we care about his origin? Like, prequels, yeah. I find it's, I mean, Rogue One, I guess, did it. But again, they were characters you didn't know what was yeah. going to happen with them. Whereas this, like, we know that, you know, these characters are going to be, be fine. fine. There's, there's not really any threat or tension, really. Yeah, Lando's going to be all right. Uh, but yeah, sorry. One more quick film I want to talk yeah. about. Uh, I watched Future Shock, the story of 2000 AD, the 2014 documentary on uh, 2000 AD comics. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I've, I, I admit, I mean, uh, I've never really dug into Judge Dredd. I've, I mean, I enjoyed the, the last movie. movie. I've always been curious. I've always liked the look. I remember always like with my wizard guides was like this comic book price guide, but they'd yeah. also have cool articles and stuff and, you know, top 10 villains of the month yeah. or whatever top 10 heroes um and so i don't know dread has always interested me but i've never really read a comic so i, I was curious about this documentary and yeah like it, it made me come away saying i kind of want to when we go to comic con maybe find Get a dread, dread. Uh, some judge dread comics uh there's also there's a nemesis the warlock which looked really cool it's like this kind of religious comic awesome but like political religious and like yeah. really really cool stuff but yeah it, it was just a documentary i was kind of curious about the history and this goes over it i mean i admit it's not as exciting as some of these other documentaries as of late i mean it this is a british company and british people <laughs> i'm not gonna say that if they're dry like the one guy was very entertaining the um the one guy that helped create it pat mills was awesome yeah. but I, I did find it was missing like you know those american documentaries where they just like fucking trash the other people yeah and, 
they're like um, angry and backstabbing each other and stuff. It was kind of missing some of that, but it was still like it. It still at least had that modern documentary pace where they're constantly throwing images and there's they're animating the still Actual. images and the comics and stuff. So they they kept it pretty exciting. And then there's some cool stuff in there. You know, there's some cool stories. Uh, one thing I was surprised I didn't realize like Grant Morrison, Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, Mark they Miller, Garth Ennis all started, Ennis, this, all started right? uh, in 2008. I guess they were just doing like a short stories at first right Weren't well they? they were all doing various yeah. things uh alan moore was doing something called the ballad of halo jones which is apparently is this like epic story that was covering this woman's like whole life and it's gonna be 10 issues and he only made it to like three issues though because one problem with 2000 ad is one they were really cheap and two they did not allow they did not believe in uh allowing the creator to have any ownership of the thing oh. it's kind of like anything you create for us we're, we can take it's ours and a lot i mean that's unfortunately why a lot of these people left and they all end up going to Vertigo I yeah, mean the I forget uh, her name but the the woman that was running Vertigo at DC at the time was like come over you could roll it you guys yeah do ownership. whatever you want man um, you, well, who was that Grant Morrison started as well on Animal Man or the Invincibles um, I f- I'm not too sure yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had fun with the documentary. I mean, there's not too much to say. They go over, like, how British comics at the time were kind of, like, boring and stale. And then this came yeah. in with, like, its violence and it was political satire and all that stuff. It was ahead of its time. And it offended, like, a lot, you know, a lot of people. They had to they talk about stuff that had to be edited out of various issues. And they go over, like, in the 90s where, like... You know, it was just the downfall of the comic, and they were just like <laughs> desperate and doing all these cheesy storylines and like really offensive campaigning where it's oh, like Judge Dredd marries. Uh... Well, it was pretty much like a, a dumb blonde woman saying, like, pretty much, I forget the exact thing, but pretty much saying, like, women are dumb, and you know, this comic's for the awesome men, and like, <laughs> just really bad offensive marketing that, you know, totally turned off a lot of people yeah. called them out on it. The one cool thing at the documentary that I never realized, did you ever catch that Robocop is a complete ripoff of Judge Dredd? Think no. about it. They're both these like emotionless cops yeah. that um, go around, they kill people bef- instead of actually arresting them. Judge Dredd has a helmet. He has like the armored suit. They actually show an original test of Robocop, and his helmet was exactly the Judge oh, Dredd that's helmet. Right. That, it makes sense, right? Uh, and even and yet, the, Judge Dredd wasn't a robot, though. He was like no, uh, no, but the, he still like was just this emotionless guy yeah. with like the armor and the helmet. Yeah. Um, but they even actually show like a line in the comic, and then they cut to a scene in the movie of him Robocop saying the exact line. Yeah. And they're they're both about like political satire. Yeah. Um, oh wow! And then I actually looked it up after I finished the movie and dug a little deeper into it. Yeah. Apparently, like, the people that made RoboCop were originally going to make a Judge Dredd film oh. and they tried to buy the rights, but they got bought out or something. So you can totally tell they were, like... Fuck. We can, we can change if, not in, if not ripped off, they really were we inspired by Judge Dredd. Yeah, not get sued. That's crazy. Because yeah. the original Judge Dredd movie was pretty terrible from what I remember. Yeah, the original Judge Dredd one was, yeah. yeah. They... they they touch on that and the new one in this as well, but yeah. um, they rip it apart or what? Like, yeah, they 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 don't have too many nice things yeah. to say about it. <laughs> They're saying like you know how like Judge Dredd in the comics he always has his helmet on. The Stallone film you got Stallone, so of course like five minutes in the movie you got to have his helmet come yeah. off and show his pretty face, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like it, it's not my favorite entertainment documentary. Yeah. There's been so many good ones lately, but I, I would definitely recommend it, especially like if you are just curious what is 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I love these documentaries where whether it's about a movie or a comic or whatever. Yeah. And if I come away What's with a list of stuff Marvel I want to grab from 2000 AD, no, no, okay, because that was the Alan Moore. They didn't do too many um, 
characters that I recognize. Yeah. Like Judge Dredd is really the main one, and then they did a lot of cool stories, but nothing that like went into the mainstream okay. that you know had movies or anything based on it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it uh, six out of ten. Okay. Um, again, I, I thought it it went on for almost two hours. It maybe dragged a little bit. Probably and done, I, like I don't. I, I like. I want to have you know those backstabbing yeah. pricks where they all hate each other and they go into the real dirt. I mean, there's there's some stuff in there, but it, it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't at the say same that's level. creative Judge Dredd's wife should be called Judge Head, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. But yeah, I don't know. Did Like I said, yeah, I, I highly um, still recommend it. And uh, yeah, and we'll see. Maybe I'll get some Judge Dredd uh, on the weekend. Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or? No, that's, that's good for me, man. Okay, well, yeah, I, I, we're running uh, about a little long into this, so yeah. let's uh, jump into the reason why we're here. Unfortunately, uh, being a TV film from 1980, I couldn't find a trailer, so uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. We'll just it. reenact it. Yeah. <laughs> In a meticulously orchestrated future, pregnancy is forbidden and citizens are encouraged to have loveless sex and take mind-altering narcotics. While most people are happy to retain this established order, a resistance grows as a native named John Savage arrives, whose presence further upends conventional thinking. Yes, we're talking about that Brave synopsis I read sounds more like a badass future film, which it does. this is not. This is not that. This <laughs> is so quirky, goofy, uh, lovable, heartbreaking insanity. There is one actor in this that the last time I've seen so much ham on screen, I was watching Bay Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, like we said, I mean, this is really the yin to the yang of the, the previous film we talked about, Fahrenheit 451. That was very serious, whereas this is like just goofy fun. Like throughout this film, I was constantly writing down. I stopped like halfway through because I could have just filled a page with awesome quotes. Oh, it's amazing. Just the zany sayings and stuff in this not too uh, not too dumb not too bright being a gamma is just right yeah <laughs> and these gammas look like uh, characters from SNL oh yeah yeah the two the the curly hair there's like a woman and a bro- and a and a man that could be brother and sister i don't know if they're supposed to be or they're supposed to be husband and wife but I, they they get, they do two to one egg so they guess they're twins oh, okay nice okay yeah the clones so- yeah, so they have like curly hair, and you're right; they seem like SNL characters. The whole, no matter what is going on, they're always smiling, and it, it like it's, those it's those actors. Like I wish creepy. I wrote down their names because mm-hmm. they were perfect. Like the most serious scene is happening, and they do not break character. Like they perfectly they're just kind of sitting there, like, giggling. It. Yeah, but yeah, they were awesome. So yeah, the, the in the film, pretty much it's this dystopian future, and uh, yeah, you're not allowed to really. You're not allowed to think. Uh, No solitary. You're not allowed to read. You're not allowed to uh, write. You just pretty much conform. Sex is pretty much normal. And you just, if you're feeling bad, well, in a lot of it, soma, and you go. Yeah, you don't. You don't exactly soma. Just like relieves any stress, depression, whatever. uh, It teaches you to consume. What what was they say? Like uh, you um, have what you want, and you want what you have. Or I figure it is like you. Yeah, I think it pretty much says like, yeah, you're born, and uh, you're born to. Do what you do, and yeah. you, you don't need any Consume, more or less. Consume, and you don't need anything else. Just keep consuming. Yeah, but yeah, like pretty much, this is a future where you are just there to do your. You're born to do your job. Mm-hmm. There's different divisions. There's the alphas are at the top. Yeah. Then there's the betas. Are the betas mostly female? Yeah, the betas I think were mostly female. And then the alphas were mostly male. I guess there's a few like alpha females as well, weren't there? And then there's the gammas, where that's uh, we're not too stupid, we're not too yeah, bright the, the, to be the, a gamma the, is just right or whatever. And then there's the deltas, which are kind of like these zombie creatures. They're I like they were epsilons. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, maybe the Epsilons are like the really ugly dudes. Like the troll-like figures, and the Deltas are like the two girls who like were nodding back in their head back and forth. Yeah, like they do this weird shuffle walk, yeah. and they have like black eyes yeah. where the Deltas. And yeah, then there are, yeah, maybe the you're Epsilons right. were like the, the, the trolls that were working the caves. That are, yeah, literally there like to give their energy. Yeah. But um, yeah, like pretty much in this world, yeah. you were there to engage a lot. Engage is what they call sex. And throughout the film, it's great because there's just constantly speeches about- Oh, yeah. We have an appointment to engage at like nine o'clock. But I tell you what, I was um, instead of like engaging with Timmy at his place, I'll engage with him at my place at nine and I'll meet you for drinks at 10. How's that sound? Like it's very common. And like even the kids, they're like, they're walking through this factory of kids just like- looking at each other's like genitals. Oh, doing like, yeah, doing like... Playing game called Hide the Zipper, whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> Erotic tests. Yeah. And there's, uh, yeah, the, the, the great line, engaging one is bad, engaging two is good, having three is best, four, five, six is a perfect mix, seven, eight, nine, whenever there's time. Amazing. It's like, you get judged if you don't engage several times mm. and with several different people. Like They're like, Ew, you've only engaged with one person all yeah, month? Like, it's, it's Are you having right? engaged with anyone for you months? You should like, probably get, get, go, go to this week's orgy and uh you'll uh, yeah <laughs> yeah there's even a great line where like i guess like he was supposed to meet the woman to engage her and he's like oh sorry i, I got busy i couldn't make it. and she's like don't worry i took care of myself <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing right and yeah there there isn't a line too where it's like i faithfully attended orgy services each and every week <laughs> <laughs> or there is this one person she's called like the uh head of Disco worship and orgy porgy. <laughs> Did you notice that line? No, but it's amazing. They they just totally make up yeah. words all the time. What's the ad? Take your soma for your what is it for your gym jams? Or uh, a, a soma a day keeps the gym jams away. Yeah, and soma is like a drug that they all take. That yeah, that just mm-hmm. um, makes them happy and makes you forget about any gorgeous stress. Gorgeous about this world is uh, instead of like a. a God be with you. They uh, worship the Model T Ford. So every time they're saying hello, they do a T of the Model T Ford. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Nice. Which is kind of amazing. <laughs> so in uh, this whole world, I, I want to, like, I wish this was an ongoing TV series because I would watch the hell out of this TV show. Oh, they, they could totally, like, yeah. well, I hope they bring it back as a, as a mm-hmm. movie as well. But they, you're right. They could do, like, almost like a sitcom. And, you know, just have fun with this concept. Like, right? I think it, it would totally work. Yeah, for sure. But it starts off with uh, these two characters. I guess um, this one guy who's running the uh, incubation program and this other chick. And they're like, uh, they get a leave to go outside of the uh, compound. Well, yeah, he, he's uh, t- Thomas Tomikin and uh, what's her name? Um, Disney? Uh, yeah. Lenina Disney. Yeah. I'm curious. Did they call it Disney because they were trying to like? Uh, oh, I think so. Because if you look at lot of the, the last names, like, like Bernard is Marx. Yeah, and uh, like they're all kind of uh, names that you know make sense. I found. Okay. I think M- Mond was someone as well. Mustafa Mond was like a real character. That makes sense. So I imagine there's probably like deeper meaning to this than like I got into. Well, again, but. yeah, this is. Uh, Based on, I guess, yeah. before we really get into the yeah. plot, we should just quickly mention this yeah, was course. based on the uh, Alderus Huxley novel, um, Brave New World. From, uh, yeah, from, I think the original book was 19. 19- no, I think it was like 34 or something Holy crazy. Moly. Like, he was way ahead of the game on this one. Yeah, yeah 1932. Holy was published. Moly. So, but he, and he's also the same guy that wrote uh, The Devils of Lorden. AK, which is the uh, devil? The movie The Devils was an adaptation of that. Have you heard of The Devils? No. Oh, you haven't. So The Devils is this famous. I believe it's a British film, and um, it was it was like it's like tackles like religion and and like exorcisms and like pretty much this priest makes a deal with the devil and he's 
possessing nuns or some shit. And this sounds amazing. And then uh, and then murdering a bunch of them. Oh as wait, witches. this one was uh, Oliver uh, Reed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, I've seen this. That's so actually... this is this film that I guess it's never had. It's it was rated X rated. I, I think it's on Shutter actually. Yeah, but I think that's the only. I don't. I don't think the X rated cut has been released since VHS. Oh, and even crazy. then, like I guess I was reading like it. Uh, it was on like Shutter and and mm-hmm. some other streaming service and like both. I don't know if I think it, both of them it was removed after it might a little got bit pulled, of time. Actually. So whatever, there's something like I guess there's some religious group that like is stopping Warner Brothers from releasing it because they haven't touched it. And apparently, I guess there's like a a, a rape of Jesus Christ or something crazy oh, in there. Crazy, something. and it's real art house film, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it was when was it 60s or 70s? But it, yeah. it's supposed to be this classic film that uh, yeah has just been never fully released in its in, in sex oh, rhetoric. As far as I know, it might have had a VHS, but. Yeah. Anyways, he also wrote that story. Um, this was directed by uh, Bert Breckenhoff, uh, who I actually talked about one of his films uh, recently uh, in the last episode, the episode before. He uh, directed Dogs as well. The, oh, okay. Um, film about the killer dogs, yeah. uh, and he also did Frankenstein, the '87 TV film, oh, and a bunch of episodes of Elf and Robinson <laughs> Steel. And, um, one thing we didn't mention, but this is a TV film and it does have, and it's a 70s sci-fi, so you kind of have that 70s sci-fi look of Logan's Run stuff, yeah. but it's on a TV budget, so it does kind of look cheap. It doesn't have, you know, you're not getting nice matte paintings in the background. I kind of the charm of this. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I think because this film, it's like, it, it's a character driven and yeah. like really great dialogue, I think, that yeah. keeps you interested. It's not... There's not big flashy action sequences yeah. or anything in it. Uh, this was written by Robert E. Thompson. He did the teleplay. Uh, he did a bunch of TV films, Hound of Baskervilles, Jigsaw Trial of Lee Harvey Oswald, whatever. And then Doran William Cannon did the adaptation. And the score was done by uh, Paul Chihara, uh, who did a lot of like TV films. He TV did Bad Seed. He, he, he uh, his first job was actually Death Race. Oh, the awesome. Death Race. Uh, what is it, 2050 or whatever? Uh, 20? Or Death 2000. Race 2000, sorry. But yeah, uh, the score score was okay. It wasn't, um, it was what you yeah. expect from a TV production. What's better is the sound effects. Because yeah. when they're take, even taking like the bath together, it's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess let's let's get into the plot and then we'll introduce the characters. Who's the guy who played Bernard? Bernard, Bud Court, right? Yeah, Bud Court played uh, Bernard because he was in the uh, Judge Reinhold in Bud Court, <laughs> the Rust Development. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, they were doing a Judge Reinhold show, and Judge Reinhold's not an actual judge. Okay, they're like, "No, nah, it's okay. We're gonna cancel this, and Bud Court's gonna get his own show." Oh, uh-huh, nice. <laughs> I, oh, I was looking up, and he was in Invaders from Mars, nineteen eighty-six, yeah. Brain Dead. Uh, Dogma, and he's actually in Life Aquatic. He's Who is the he? He, he's the old guy in, in Life yes, Aquatic. Yeah, 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 that he is. Gives Dogma. him the money. Like he's totally bald with glasses now, what, unrecognizable. Was he God? No, he wasn't. Um, I forget who he was in Dogma, but yeah. he was one of the big characters. And he also was in the classic uh, Theodore Rex. Have you? <laughs> oh, dude, that's amazing. Did you? I can't believe. Do you know what that is? Theodore Rex, that's not the one with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, I guess, is a detective who teams up with the T-Rex to stop, to find someone that's been killing dinosaurs. What an insane... <laughs> fuck, man, they did a lot of drugs that's back awesome, then, That's awesome, right? It's like they had a script that's like, yeah, let's, let's well, get Whoopi Goldberg. And dinosaurs, I guess, was million. a huge show at the time, right? Yeah, I guess so, so yeah. And Jurassic Park probably did well. Like, yeah. well, I know what kids want. <laughs> kids like cops. Kids like dinosaurs. Yeah. Nobody likes Whoopi Goldberg, but, you know. Hey, <laughs> I, I, like, I like 80s Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, you like I like Whoopi. Fatal Attraction. What, what about 90s Or not Whoopi? Fatal Attraction. Uh, Ghost? Fatal Beauty. 
I think it was. You don't like ghosts? Uh, she was okay in that too, yeah. I, I was like in the 80s where she was like the female Eddie Murphy. She yeah. was like that wisecrack and take no shit yeah. witty, uh, you know, Comedian. she was always playing detectives or whatever in all those films. But um, anyway, sorry. So Bernard Marks, I guess we should mention, he is someone that um, when one of the, the women is actually flustered by Tom Tomakin, yeah. she accidentally hits the wrong button and puts alcohol in the He gets the a clone. little bit. And uh, yeah, so he's always a little bit off from ever since being born. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like questioning why they do a lot of yeah. things. And he's kind of the one that starts the story going where you actually have someone that is not just fine with doing all the uh, yeah. the, the daily activities of Soma really nothing. And fucking, really. Soma and fucking, yeah. Um, and yeah, we can get into it. So uh, Tomakin, as you mentioned, him and Lenina Disney... Head out, uh, they decide they're going to go on a trip. I guess they go on trips to different places where you pretty much go to yeah. fuck as well. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's pretty much time, like, taking a trip. But this one he decides because he wants a big promotion. He thinks if I go to like the Savage World, they'll I respect can. me. Yeah. And so they go to the Savage World, which is pretty much like it's this group of humans that uh, without the technology, they're pretty much like cavemen. They're yeah. like tribal. Prim- primitive. Like, primitive, yeah. And uh, she gets... Um, I guess did um, they get attacked or something? It was a sandstorm or? or something like that, or either way, she gets left yeah. behind, and then this is where we cut to like twenty yeah. years later. And now Bernard is growing up. Uh, Tomakin has got the promotion he wanted, yeah. and Lenina uh, uh, is Disney. left behind, but pregnant at that point. Like, yeah, so I guess they had sex right before she left. got uh, got stranded. Oh, that's what she she goes flying down the hill, and he thinks she's yeah. dead. But um, and and, and yeah, you I, don't get. We, we didn't mention, a but cavalier a point with death. Like, well, death happens. It's natural, man. You're gonna die when you die. Whatever. Yeah, like because I guess there's no emotion involved no, exactly. in this society. And yeah, we didn't mention like pregnancy is not. It's all done through like machines, the yeah. cloning. It's like pregnancy to them is like it's disgusting. A dirty word. Like ew. There's actually a great video at the beginning where they show like how terrible the world was before, yeah. and it's like yeah, people had to eating plants out of the ground, <laughs> and like they awesome, go over right? all this stuff about why the world was so terrible giving birth and having families and kids and growing old one and, lover because that's the thing too they don't I, they don't age they, they past 35, 35 i believe um and poverty and they go over everything and why their civilization is so much better but yeah so we cut to 20 years later now i did want to mention briefly uh lenina is played by uh marcia strasman who is she I, she did like a stint on mash but i actually knew her as the mom in honey i shrunk the kids I was, that's what i was thinking actually. had a she thing for so the mom familiar. in honey i shrunk the kids she, unfortunately she died like recently i'll get out of here she wasn't that old she was also uh one of the leads in the tremors tv show not the one that they recently tried to bring back with kevin bacon but there's like a 90s tremor show that lasts a couple seasons um and uh, and then Tom McKinn is played by Kier DeLeu. Do you know who he is? Did you recognize him? No, I didn't. He was the lead in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, but also, here. he's the lead in uh, Black Christmas. He's the one that... Um, oh, get out of here. That, uh, he's the boyfriend to Elizabeth Hussey's character. who oh, She's crazy. having abortion. He gets mad and smashes. And you, who you think they hint that may possibly be oh, the killer. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even recognize him yeah, until I looked up. And then it's like, oh, that makes sense. Because he had long hair in that yeah. film. Yeah, he had he had a little uh, decent little career. Haunting of Julia, he was in, and uh, and he was in. He's actually in the recent Fahrenheit four five one. Oh, cool! So he makes an appearance in that. But um, yeah, he he was fun. He's like that squirmy character that you can yeah. kind of tell is all about himself. And like yeah. he's like the part of the Alpha group, who again is above everyone else. And he kind of like walks away. He like he likes. He's a cock of the walk at this. point. Exactly. He's, he he likes being like, the cockiest uh, bastard. And like he thinks he court. should be above everyone, yeah. and he's fine with you know. 
He's trying to get rid of this weird little dude. Yeah, Bernard, who he, he's worried may be stealing some of his thunder. But yeah, so Lena's character gets left behind, and then we cut to Bernard ends up going there. This is years later. He goes there for whatever reason, and that's where he uh, meets his woman, and he knows that uh, the squirmy character is going to ship him off to Iceland because he doesn't like him. So he learns that, wait, she's still alive, and she gave birth and has a son? That will totally ruin him. Yeah. So he brings uh, the, the he, wife and, and the, the kid back. He makes a scene. He gives him a comeuppance. Yeah, oh yeah. He makes a scene, brings back. And again, this is all within the first like, 45 minutes. Yeah, so this is, well, well, this is like the first half of the film, yeah. I want to say. And then that leads into the second half, because yeah. keep in mind, this is it was split into two parts, at least yeah. how uh, I watched sense. it yeah. on YouTube. Uh, it's a three-hour movie. So the second part is all about them bringing in this savage character who grew up but he's even though he's a savage he was kind of like whereas the rest of the savages are like doing these like crazy um uh self-flagellation where they're whipping themselves in the water and and they're doing like uh sacrifices or something yeah like all the and they seem just very kind of primitive whereas he grew up reading shakespeare and yeah. stuff the whole complete shakespearean this guy was such a ham in this movie he's like oh to dream, to dream oh he's totally cool oh my he's yeah he's an over actor is yeah. a pretty boy but I thought he was fine for the part I thought it worked okay. for his character he made this again this is why this movie is amazing because it's so zany yeah he didn't need to be the oh the humanity of this what is the, <laughs> oh, woman their name is vanity <laughs> that kind well, of and, and they love him that he's they like oh come see this like he's like a show for these people yeah, like, who is this show. weird guy yeah but it, so he's John but they call him John Savage because he came from pretty much Savage the Savage Land, land. Uh, and then that's really the second half of the film. It's all about um, they're trying to see if they can turn him, conform him to their ways. And then at the same time, you have Bernard, who was kind of always against their ways, is starting because he he has the popularity and the power. He's now. starting to become like what he was against, yeah. and he's starting to be, pretty much become Tomican, yeah. the cocky little bastard. And then you, so that that's pretty much the story, and you have. Uh, the, this uh, this character reacting mm-hmm. to you know pretty much a fish out of water, but a re- weird weird fish yeah. out of water. Um, I guess he shows like the kids like he goes to the nursery and they're like reading to the kids like oh to be an alpha is great you're better than everybody else I guess sleep training they call it yeah yeah what is this what is this madness to sleep but to a dream <laughs> uh, and I guess we should mention John Savage is played by Christopher. Tabery, who did Terror on the Beach, another TV film that sounded kind of cool. And uh, another, a different Hound of the Baskervilles uh, TV adaptation, the one from 88. But um, I guess, and then there's some other couple minor characters that are are quite enjoyable. You have the head, um, the guy kind of running this this world. Morpheus? Uh, Uh, Mustafa? Yeah, Mustafa Mon, played by Ron O'Neill. Kind of... His I like this guy. His character kind of reminded me. Do you remember Dave Chappelle when he would do like his white newsman <laughs> impressions? Yeah, it was yeah. so like that's who this guy yeah. like his his character kind of reminded me of that stuff. But yeah, I, I liked him. He's kind of one of those guys you don't know. Is he a bad guy? I don't. Or think is, he is he secretly like he kind of likes his stuff? And because yeah. he he says like he's constantly letting these guys get away with a lot yeah. and saying it it's a test. Um, he's trying to get but, the scientific. Uh, but yeah, I kind of got the impression he, he, he liked turned a lot into of that. a bad guy at the end, right? Well, I, I don't know. He could have let the dude like go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. he could have let the dude go, but like he he. Yeah, I don't want to give any. Oh, we'll talk about. We'll this talk later. about it at the end, yeah. but um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the end. I I, I don't know if I necessarily think mm-hmm. that he he became a bad guy, but um, 
definitely yeah he's he's throughout the whole story you don't really know where he's going with this yeah. but I, you kind of get the impression that he likes that these people are adding a bit of um per, I, chaos in, yeah. into their world even though it seems like you know that you can't have that but yeah. i just got the impression but he i didn't realize he's fucking superfly himself man yeah he is eh he was also in one of stranger calls he was a cop in that final countdown oh, awesome. red dawn hero in the terror like he had a nice little filmography behind him he had a run eh uh we have uh julie cobb as linda lesenko um, she's love interest. Of she's John the love Savage. interest. Well, originally, like Bernard has a thing yeah. for her, and he's like, again, he can't. He's mad that like she's sleeping with everyone because yeah. that's normal, he and he to wants just, just with her. just with her, and he but he can't express himself. But then when he comes back, he's kind of like forgotten about her. He's all about himself, that's and he's like passes he, her off yeah. to John Savage. He just and, totally forgot about it. Yeah, right? like, and then John Savage. There's like this kind of weird mm-hmm. romance between them, where again he gets a bit creepier though. He's like kissing her in her sleep and shit like that. Like you know, what I'm John Savage. Yeah, the girl can kiss these lips when you're Oh, dreaming. I think that's like a scene from yeah, Shakespeare. I know it is, but yeah, so. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but she was the the lead in Salem's Lot. Oh yeah. Oh, that's. Right. Yeah, and then last but not least, my favorite character in the movie is uh, Dick Dick Anthony play Dick Anthony Williams. Sorry, plays Hemholtz Watson, and yeah, he just reminds me like guy's badass. Right? I, was, I was thinking right away, he's the kind of guy. He's got that like he's that good looking like yeah. in shape guy that Did would turn, turn him down like a four girl orgy. He's like, no, nah, not the yeah. ladies. I'm uh, I gotta go hang. Well, out he with just my had man. like so much like charisma. Charm. He's like the guy. He's like that walking just yeah. like. He's a guy that would walk into a bar and he could go home with any woman. Yeah. But uh, right away, I'm like, this guy was probably the lead in some black exploitation flicks for sure, right? You know, shooting he a bunch had, of bad guys and laying a bunch of women. And sure enough, he had that. Like, uh, he was from charm. the Mac. Yeah. Slaughter's big ripoff. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Sorry, we already talked about he was in the Deep. Yeah, and uh, the Jerk, and he was also in Summer Rental. One of my favorite uh, comedies. Yeah, you know when they uh, John Candy goes in the house and then the middle of the night. Um, this family shows up uh, this black family shows up yeah. and it turns out John Candy had the wrong cabin he's uh, the dad oh and I, crazy you know. oh, that's awesome yeah so yeah I don't know I, I, I just liked him he just had he was just walking charisma mm-hmm. yeah and this uh, his part in this in this um, he uh, he writes uh, rhymes like he writes the uh, a summer a day keeps the gym jams away that's his job but he gets so like I, I want to do something else man I just want to well, he he wants something that has a little more passion yeah. to it. Like he does this documentary, and the guy pretty much looks at it and says, "Yeah, we can't have any of this because it'll get people like feeling and yeah. thinking." And so, do it again. To have just, fun doing it. But again, yeah, right? just pretty much yeah. remove anything that any artistic value in the film. So he's slowly at the point where he doesn't want this. He wants to express himself artistically. So I I thought he was an interesting character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really the movie. Is that you? You're yeah. dealing with John Savage's. Fish out of water and dealing with. I guess with- uh, there's two outsiders at this point too, right? There's like uh, Bernard, who's an outsider from the get go, and yeah. John, there's an outsider from the get go, and they kind of. And then, but they kind of sw- like well, yeah. they don't switch because John never was, but Bernard kind of becomes yeah. what he hated, and John Savage kind of takes his role. He's the one that has the love interest with the woman. He's the one that doesn't understand or want any of these values and doesn't think it's right how they're yeah. they're going about. But let's be honest, the best thing about this film. Is not only the goofy costumes and sets yeah. and characters; it's the dialogue. Oh, for sure, that's what kept this movie going for me. Uh, there's so many quotable lines. It's like I said, definitely a quotable movie. Uh, right? let, let me see here. I, I wrote down a bunch, but I yeah. stopped like halfway through just because it was too much. Man, I would have had pages and pages. But I'll turn up my dial. You can drive me wild. Just hug me, John Savage, and kiss me. <laughs> there's there's a great thing when they're going to Savage Land and they're like. 
First, we better see that you're properly outfitted. Ion meter, sensor thermo bag, extra Ceylon, amphetamine pep rations, condensed syntho food, ultrasonic micro bomb pop popper. Like, it just sounds like nonsense, <laughs> it, doesn't it? It is essentially nonsense, right? It literally looks like a bunch of vibrators yeah. on his belt and shit like that. It, it is. That's a lot of engagement. Um, there's a scene where, like, they go to the Savage Inn, the woman sees, like, the old man. She's like, he's so old. Oh, that's and runs off. She's like, I can't look at him. There's a scene where they, they go into, I guess Bernard has not been engaging enough, so he's like, they go into the shock therapy, and they pretty much have a room where they can like... It's strange, right? Like, do you want to play Hide the Zipper? No? They shock him again? Yeah. Do you want to play Hide the Zipper? <laughs> Erotic training class, I think they call it. And you're right, I'm pretty sure they show it with like kids and stuff, which yeah. is kind of weird. Um yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so many. I yeah. We've said a lot of them throughout this, but I faithfully attended orgy services each and every <laughs> week. Like, there's just so much great. Like, the whole movie is just them constantly talking about sexing it up with each other. And then if you don't it's do so it enough, that you're. too, right? Yeah. Okay. And if you don't do it enough, you're a terrible person and you're judged for it. There's uh, when the one woman's left behind the cyber zone, you find out she's sleeping with all the husbands because yeah, that's normal to her. They're all like beating her too. Like, yeah, and even she's 20 like, years later. Yeah, she's like, why are they beating me? Like, I'm just, I'm having I'm sex with multiple right. men all the time. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's just so much good stuff in this, man. Like, right. I, I had a blast with it. It's never really boring. It's just lots of funny dialogue. It zips and, along at such an incredible pace. Like, it doesn't feel like three hours. No. And, like, it just, they're constantly introducing just more mm-hmm. goofy, Zany goofy stuff. things in the, whether it's stuff in the background, like, yeah. just stuff to, that makes the world work. And it's, it's great. I, I don't know. I, I had fun with it. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything outside? Or I, we're talking about spoilers, actually. Okay, well, why don't we give her a rating and our final thoughts, and then we'll get into spoilers. This is such a hard movie to rate, because I had such a fun time with it, but I know it's such a trashy movie. But it has everything that I want in a movie. It's it's zany. It's goofy. It has such a good message. There's heart in it. There's, like, comedy moments. Well, yeah, we keep on saying that it is yeah. goofy and zany, and, and zany. But in the end, like, it actually has a powerful message by the yeah. end. Like, it... I don't know if we're spoiling too much, but it doesn't necessarily, we're talking about it, but end on the happiest of note. No. And it does, like, throughout all this goofiness and these these cheesy lines and one-liners and costumes and gadgets, there's actually, like, a really important message, and it really touches upon where we are heading, where it's yeah. all about, like, you know, forget about your emotion. It's just, like, do your daily activities every day. Keep and it's, it's kind of like how we're, fine. exactly, what we're becoming zombies. You know, we're constantly at the time where we're, everyone's dragging up their kids and, like, Again, taking all these drugs I guess to go like to sleep. like a Soma and, is like the uh, iPads now, right? Yeah. Like the iPods. Just, hey, here, take, take your phone. Go, go, leave me alone. Here's there's the definitely, phone, like, huh? you can watch this movie and everything that yeah. is touched upon this movie and in the original story from the 30s, which is crazy because this yeah. is actually, I was looking up, like, comparing uh, the movie to the book and they're very, very similar for the most part. I guess part. They, it starts off with Bernard, right? And then it does, just tells a story? Yeah, but I think you, yeah, you eventually yeah. do learn, though, that he, he was mm-hmm. born the same way and everything. But, yeah, like, it, it's just crazy how so much of this you can relate to what is going on in our, our world right now. The same way I guess Fahrenheit 451 had had mm-hmm. uh, related. So it's kind of fun watching these dystopian yeah. future films and seeing like... From so long ago too. Yeah, and seeing I like... I guess they were relevant then and they're relevant now. Like, yeah. They're constantly it's like, yes, relevant, they're totally right? goofy and yeah. cheesy, but there's a lot of messages that are relevant to what's going on and a lot of themes and like I guess someone who's actually I don't scholarly know, it's could like take it apart and like well this is what he's trying to say oh for this sure is why this character I think people named, do I think that's you know, why this is named Disney this is why this guy's named yeah. Marks and that kind yeah. of shit but 
Um, yeah, people a lot more smarter than us. Yeah, we'll, we'll let them do it. But we're, we're sitting around. Like, they make stupid noises. Yeah. And they fuck <laughs> each other. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Derp, derp, derp. What are you going to give uh, Brave New World? I got to give it seven. I, I was thinking seven point five. I mean, I got to go seven point five because I've been thinking about it since I've watched it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven seven point five as well. I'll I'll probably go seven, but I think it yeah. could be easily be a seven point five. I kind of want to watch it again. You can honestly, well, or at least read the and book. And again, which is crazy because this is a three hour yeah. film. So. Um, I wonder if Anthony is covered. I, I don't think he's covered on his podcast, but I wonder if he's covered it. It would be it'd be good time for him to cover it as well, yeah. I guess. But I wonder if he's ever talked about. it. I'd like to hear his thoughts. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely again like this is this low budget cheesy. I think it was a BBC production. I could yeah. be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it? BBC but this presents. this just goofy little film that I should not have enjoyed. And I was yeah. kind of worried when I started it. And then, like, just like five minutes in, I was like, "Whoa! Did it's what was engaging and just yeah. I, I right away I was having a blast with it and just the, the word choices they use yeah. and like the silliness of it all and it, it's just so fun and but again it also has a cool story mixed in there somewhere so mm-hmm. uh, yeah let's do you want to jump into spoilers now I or? do actually what I loved is they were like we're gonna go fill in this guy uh, I guess at the end of it they get. He uh, goes nuts and destroys a soma factory. Yeah, they he starts riding and they uh, they come in and they get it under control with this gas. But they arrest the the three of them: Bernard, his uh, friend, uh, what's his name, Hemholtz, Hemholtz, and um, John and John Savage, and um, Hemholtz and uh, Bernard. They said like we're going to send you off to these islands. And the one Hemholtz is happy. He's like perfect. Like yeah. I'll, I want to go. Give me like. Uh, a place that's hot, tough to live because it'll give me great stories Bernard to write about. Bernard turned into such a pusshole. He like he ratted them on them. Like no, yeah. no, I wasn't these guys. I like this. Yeah, it, I don't know how I feel about his arc because it almost doesn't really make sense. Weird. Yeah, it, yeah, like he he's the guy that is like anti-establishment, anti all this. But I guess once they kind of accepted him as one of their own, like he can actually. Yeah, maybe that's what it was because he was weird from the beginning yeah. due to the uh, insertion yeah. of the alcohol that maybe he just needed once he had the acceptance and he would. Yeah, maybe he always wanted to fit in. He just couldn't, and now yeah. he had the opportunity. But I, I did think his. It just seemed almost like it went from like totally against it and trying to screw this woman to like here you have her. It, the flip just seemed too sudden. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, he gets sent off to another island as well, and he's like, "Don't worry, you can pick like a nice place to Tahiti." And yeah. I don't think I mentioned the movie. I know in the book I was reading, like he says, like. Don't worry, like you'll love it here. There's a lot of interesting people. Yeah, you'll fit in, and you know you can think differently and do your own thing. Like it almost. Is saying yeah, like you're, you're better this could here. be a better place, yeah. But John Savage, on the other hand, he's like, "Well, can I go there?" And he's like, "No, you've kind of caused us a little too much trouble, yeah. and I want to keep a closer eye on you." So he lets him go to his own place, but unfortunately, he's constantly he's like a celebrity, well, it's a zoo, right? Like, and yeah, pretty much, yeah, exactly. He's in a caged area where they constantly watch him. So yes, he has his own lighthouse and he gets to do his own fishing and he creates his own furniture and everything you find out, but at they the same also, time he's constantly they harassed, make a movie really. Out of him, yeah. They, they film it. Like, like almost like a nature documentary. And the, even the, who's the guy, Mustafa, <laughs> he goes to him like, what do you want this movie to be? Like, I want to be uh, so fresh. Like, no, I want this movie to be. And he's trying to figure out, uh, in light, no, uh, no, Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, That's what yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say ridiculous. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like what happened with the at the beginning where uh, Hemmelholtz showed the video yeah. and he said like you can't have any of this stuff because it'll make people think or want yeah. that. And that same thing with this document. He shoots all this footage and he's like, we can't show a documentary where people might think John Savage is interesting enough yeah. that maybe they want to go do that on their own. So yeah, he pretty much makes him turn this documentary into this ridiculous it's proof. Almost like Benny Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And it's him like rewinding footage yeah. and like just it, it's totally goofy. 
Um, but yeah, it, it ends up he's pretty much treated like yeah. an animal, and then uh, he's just not happy with it. He starts snapping on the people, and then that's when um, uh, the 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 woman that, of his that he loved, and we, we didn't mention that, but. She does try to like come on to him, and he realizes like, no, like you're just trying to sleep with he me. He calls her a slut, right? He actually pretty like, much, was, yeah. Was that Shakespeare, like, but he puts it in Shakespeare terms. Yeah. Like, I think in the book he actually like hits her or something, like oh, attacks yeah. her. But yeah, anyways, during the video where she's watching this Benny Hill video, she's like, no, that's not who he is, and that's where she's kind of slowly starting to possibly yeah, maybe realize. realize what love is. And, and break the, the mold and she goes to meet him but that's when all these people are riding to see him because he's like the celebrity they spray it with gas and she ends up getting hurt and actually dies and then he can't he blames himself or realizes there's no point in living anymore because he realizes that she loved him and he it's like a Romeo himself. and Juliet I think well, he does no, no, a quote she doesn't from, die she, uh, he just thinks she's dead it actually does Romeo oh yeah and yeah yeah it is Romeo and Juliet yeah it turns out she actually is alive but he thinks she's dead and it ends like on a fucking downer he's it is hung. just like his feet dangling from the rafter yeah. and that the credits roll which like that's fucked up no, right like, a really I, I enjoyed ending. this quite a bit like, and you find out that yeah. she's gonna get sent back and yeah. pretty much have that removed from her whatever Memory. you know thinking that she outside thinking that she mm-hmm. was starting to gain so yeah it, it, it's weird because this goofy zany film ends on like this Such downer down but it, again it ends that's why i think the film works so well because like you get all that goofiness but then it ends and it leaves a lot for you to think mm. about as well like yeah. Uh, yeah it's a really interesting uh i'm curious finale. if that's how the book ended so the book it pretty much it, it's very similar the book actually i read for the most part is very similar to the movie mm-hmm. the only difference is in the ending i think when she comes to see him he starts attacking her again for oh, the like second whipping time. Whipping with her? Yeah, whipping her. And then all the other people around it kind of get aroused by this and they start whipping her. And then, yeah, so then like uh, the next day he thinks about it and feels terrible and then kills himself. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So same kind of idea, but I guess in a different way. Yeah. Instead of having like the romantic edge that the, the movie, this movie violence. had, that one, it's more of him like realizing what yeah. he did was wrong and, and not being able to handle it. The other thing I did want to mention, I guess, the 1998 film, sorry, they did, um, the ending of that one is slightly different. And that one, after John's death, Bernard actually impregnates Linnea. Oh, crazy. Who that, That's his mother, right? No, John Savage's mother's was Linnea. Yeah, that's insane. But it's Bernard impregnates John Savage's mother instead of her dying. I don't know. Maybe the characters are slightly yeah. different. But And then she finds out she's pregnant and he's like, says like well you gotta abort it and she refuses and says I'd rather take banishment she leaves and he stays but then he can't stop thinking about her and ends up leaving as well and Leonard Nimoy is like the um, Mustafa character in the movie and then he kind of like chuckles to himself and he's like kind of like thinking like I'm not gonna chase after him let them go live with happiness so live long and and prosper yeah and that's got uh, I think the, the guy from I think it's Peter Gallagher, the dad from oh, OC, OC, plays... Uh, the eyebrows? Yeah, <laughs> plays the... Uh, I think he plays the Bernard character. I don't know who plays John Savage, but... Um, yeah, I'd definitely be I curious might, to I watch, watch that. This. Yeah. I've heard it's not as good, but yeah. uh, I'm definitely curious. I mean, with the... You know, they'd, they'd a have a little movie, bit more technology right? and stuff. I think so, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about spoilers? No, or? no, I think that that's good for me, man. That's it for spoilers. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I just wanted to add. So yeah, like it's a film that... Yes, it's goofy and fun and stupid, and you know, but it's smart. It's entertaining, in a weird way. but exactly it, when it ends, there's de- it definitely leaves you a lot to think about. And I thought I've it was been really fascinating about this movie for a while, actually. Like I personally, it had more of an impact on me than Fahrenheit four five one, and that was still. 
pretty interesting. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did want to talk about before we leave that um, there was two um, future adaptations. I don't know if they're going to still happen, but in 2009, uh, Ridley Scott and Leonardo DiCaprio actually announced that they were um, going to do a new film oh, of this. That would but, be amazing. Um, yeah, nothing has ever come of that. Uh, and then Steven Spielberg actually announced that uh, his Amblin Entertainment was going to bring a TV movie to the screen so yeah i don't know where any of those are at or i don't think anything's but now would be the time oh for sure to do that i, so. I want to see this done again yeah yeah but uh yeah i don't know overall i i really enjoyed this film like ridiculously entertaining and just again i'm, I'm surprised more people don't quote this right like, for now on i'm i'm, I'm, I'm in, talking like a, about a DVD. engaged yeah yeah the or DVD. A Blu-ray yeah or that's something. just fucking blasphemous but mm-hmm. uh yeah i think uh you can hear from our comments that we both really dug this film yeah. and Definitely watch. I mean, don't let that three-hour time scare you. It, it blows right. I by. think like five minutes in, you'll be like, "Yeah, this film's for me." Like, yeah. it doesn't really. It's constantly just entertaining. Yeah, you're just waiting to see what and like they're going to introduce it next. Moves at such a pace, too, yeah. which is nice. And there is an interesting story in between. You yeah. know that the goofiness of it all. So, uh, anyways, this has been our second episode of our dystopian future theme. Yeah. We'll be back next week with 1984, 1984. which I think is going to go back to the kind of dry and depressing yeah, nature and then we'll end on the fun equilibrium oh fucking A man I'm excited about that <laughs> so one so we kind of are doing this you know flip flop yeah. keeping it which is a good way to do it I think because you'll get a you know, dry yeah. series from then a fun film dry series but I, I don't know I've heard good things about 1984 it's like so you have we'll like a see. dry series host and a fun host over here yeah exactly <laughs> if you uh, if you got anything to say to us uh, you can uh, drop us a line uh, on our email it's uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com yeah if you want to engage us uh, you can find us on twitter at Movie City Maniac. If you want to go jump on Facebook, we have the group page and the like page and engage in conversation with Kyle, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to keep the quote up, man. You don't yeah. want to, you got to engage several times. It's several times people. A day. people will talk <laughs> if it's only one person, you know. I mean, yeah, don't exactly. be don't be weird like that. Um, so, yeah. How do you I, say goodbye in that? They just did like the Model T. Like the, yeah, uh, right? but, yeah, we can't do that. We're doing that, but you guys can't see us. But yeah. uh, I guess just make sure you keep your uh, taking your soma soma rations happening. Keep uh, what is it, gym jams? A soma day. Keep the gym jams away. And uh, yeah, engage with as many people as you can, or else uh, you know face the consequences. Or just go to this week's bi-weekly orgy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Stay easy, everybody. Bye. Welcome hey, hey, hey. to the movie City Maniacs. Yeah. yeah.